this one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like that.
have your attention, please? Worship will be starting in one minute. Please take this opportunity to prepare your hearts for worship and to be seated. And don't forget to put your cell phones on silent.
let us adore him. Do y'all understand what it means to adore something or somebody? Okay, I know it may be a little warm in here this morning, but it, they just said, come let us adore him. Not come let us fall asleep on him. Not, us, not, not let us sit down on him. It said, come let us adore him. Well, when you were dating your significant other, you adored them. You showed them some love and some attention. God is just asking us to do the same exact thing. They said, come let us adore him. I don't know about you. I'm grateful. I want to adore him. I still got breath in my body. He allowed me to get up this morning. I adore him. I love him. I want him to know it. I'm not just going to say it. My actions should match up with what I'm saying. You know, Vic Lane says to send your audio and your video should line up together. So if you adore something, you're going to show some signs that you adore him. He didn't, allow, didn't have to let you get up this morning. And I will share this. On yesterday, there was a tragic accident that happened down here in Franklin. And even when I heard of it, at that moment in time, I was like, oh my God. And then I got up this morning and saw the news. Somebody yesterday on a bicycle lost a life. They were riding a bicycle, going where they were going, and somebody else decided that life wasn't as valuable. So I adore God for allowing me to see this brand new day. Amen. I rise this morning, giving all honor to the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Lord, for allowing each and every one of us to come in here this morning. We want to welcome you to services this morning. We pray that something is said or done that moves on your heart, your spirit, and your soul. And that God gets the glory for all of those things. Amen. Opening scripture this morning, Romans chapter 12. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Mm. Romans chapter 12. I will be reading this morning from the New Living Translation, starting at verse number one. We ask that all those that are able to stand and give glory to God's holy divine word, that you do so on behalf of him, for he alone is worthy. Yeah, yeah. So you got to say amen. Yeah. Needs one time say, hold on. It truly is all about him today because we're coming to adore him. Yeah. And it reads as follows. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Let me say that one more time. We are many parts of one body, and we, are all, we all belong to each other. 
in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, hallelujah, serve them well. If you are our teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. It is a, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend, hallelujah, watch out now. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Hallelujah. And don't think you know it all. Glory to God. Woo, watch out. Woo, wait a minute. Let me start. It says, and don't think you know it all. There was an exclamation point behind that, so that has some weight on it. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Let that Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Our verse here this morning, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 21. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. It is now time for opening prayer. Amen. Travel to and fro, Father God. As we get up. 
You slept through the night. You kept the angels around our home, Father God. You didn't allow uh, any kind of harm or danger, Father God. You kept the angels around our families, Father God. Father God, thank you for loving us so much, Father God, that you sent your only begotten Son, Father God, to save all sinners of this world, Father God. For whosoever believes shall be saved. Thank you, Father God, for being a doctor in the sick room. Yes, Lord. For being a lawyer in the courtroom. Yes, God. Thank you, Father, for being a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. Thank you, Father, for being all we need, Father God. And we just come to praise your holy and divine name today and give you all the praise yes, and glory, God. Father God, because you've been so good to us, Father God. Your word said, Father God, you own it all. Everything belongs to you, Father God. Your word said, Father God, that uh, you'll keep us in the palm of your hands, Father God, where no devils in hell can pluck us out, Father God. And I just want to say I love you, Father God, because you continue to love me so much, Father God. Father God, we just want to continue to pray for every family that represented this church, Father God, and their loved ones, Father God. We just want to continue, Father God, to lift up the sick and afflicted, the have, the have-nots, bless the rich and the poor, Father God. Bless all of us, Father God, to continue to show love toward each other, Father God. Love our enemies as we love ourselves, Father God. Bless us, Father God, to be Christ-like in everything we do, Father God. Bless us, Father God, to remember the reason for this season, Father God. You gave us a gift of life, a gift every day of our lives, Father God. You continue to pour your gift of Jesus, Father God, in our heart, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for allowing spirit to continue to live inside of us, Father God. Lead us and lead and direct us to, to, to do right, Father God. To follow you, Father God. Just bless us to continue to study your word, Father God. And be strong and strong in your will and your ways, Father God. We just want to say, Father God, that we love you and we need you, Father God. Father God, just want to continue to pray for the, our youth, Father God. Bless them, Father God, to continue, Father God, to lean and depend on you. You're the only God that they'll ever need, Father God. Bless them, Father God, to continue to humble themselves, Father God. Pick up your cross daily and follow you and put you first in their lives, Father God. We just want to say thank you for our, our church home. Bless our, uh, our the ministry of this church. Bless the choir. Bless the deacon board. Bless the mother board. Bless all members, Father God. Bless us to, to continue to be in unity. Serving one God, Father God, a live and living true God, a God that never did never leave us or forsake us, Father God. And we just want to thank you for that, Father God. Thank you, Father God, again, Father God, for those that are on the sick bed, Father God. Those that are that's in the nursery home, Father God. Those that's in the hospital, Father God. Bless them, Father God. Continue to look to the hill. Yes, coming Lord. there, you know, all yes. that help will come from you, yes. Father God. Because you've been so good to us, Father God. Word, Father God, said, Father God, that you'll be with us forever, Father God. And we just want to thank you for that, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for your kingdom, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Father God. I just want to say I love you and I need you, Father God. And I wouldn't put no other God before you. In the name of Jesus, I give it all to you today. My life, my health, my strength, everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
come lift the Lord up today. I'm ready to come to praise His holy name on this day. Amen. Amen. This is our time for offering. That we do all things that, that God has left for us to do. Amen. Go with me this morning to the book of Matthew, the 19th chapter of Matthew. Matthew chapter 19, beginning at verse 16. That's Matthew chapter 19, beginning at verse 16. When you have it, if you're able, please stand and say amen. I'll give you a moment. I'll be reading from the King James Version this morning. And it reads, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, which, Jesus said, thou shalt not do, shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father, and thou shalt love thy neighbors as thyself. The young man said unto him, all these things I have kept from my youth up. What like I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. It is the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we just come to say thank you. thank you. Knowing, Lord, that we can do nothing without you. Knowing in your words you said that, that you can do all things but fail. Thank you. So right now, Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you for this very hour that you have us in. Yes. And Lord, we ask you right now to bless this offering. Bless all the saints that are given on this day. And Lord, bless those that have the desire to give but just don't have it. Lord, we know that you are God of plenty. And Lord, you just want us to be faithful and true to you. So we said, we ask you once again just to bless it. Guide us what you have us to do. Increase this offering as only you can increase, Lord. Not our will, Lord, but let thy will be done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you haven't already, 
giving today, you may do so after this service. As it is on the screen, you can mail it in to us, pay out, cash out. But all you do, just trust in God, knowing that he's promised us one thing, among a lot of things, that he will supply our every need. So trust him. God bless you. I love you. God bless you.
us pray. Father, we give thanks for this day. Thank you for allowing us to worship you because of who you are. You are an awesome God. And we pray to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. And Father, we have assembled here that we desire to hear from heaven. So send us your word. Consume us, O Lord God. I'm asking you to consume your servant who confesses that I can do nothing without you, but with you, all things are possible. So lay me at your feet and hide me behind the cross. You increase as I decrease. And we pray, Lord God, that you have your way. So let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. We started a conversation with you a few weeks ago in reference to the fourth chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, we started with verse 1. Echo. Reading from the King James Version, I want to visit, if you will, that fourth chapter again, verses 1 through the temptations. We're talking about the temptations, not, again, not the mighty temptations, but the temptations. Some of you have probably gone back to 60, 65, when that group, the temptations, but I'm talking about the group of temptations that were put before Jesus. Reading from the King James Version, beginning at verse 1. Then was Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones made bread but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God then the devil taketh him into the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple said unto him if thou be the son of God cast thyself down for it is written, he should give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hand they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me then said Jesus unto him 
Get thee hence, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. And the devil leaveth him. And behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Thus is our reading. May the Lord bless the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his holy word. You may be seated. I would like to talk to you today about a simple subject, and as long as the Holy Spirit allows. So we're talking about the temptations. I want you to appreciate not to think too highly of yourself. We live in a world today that we need to appreciate and understand that if we are not careful, all of us, no matter who you are, can relegate himself to a higher station in life than he deserves. Because the truth of the matter is none of us deserve what we have. It is by the grace of God that we have been given it. And so I say to you this morning, don't think too highly of yourself. You see, the temptations were, as we talked the several weeks, was that the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And you need to appreciate, again, as I rehearse real quick what we've talked about in the weeks, is that the wilderness treatment that was given to Jesus by the Holy Spirit is the same way that God tested, or if you will, he didn't tempt them, he tested the children of Israel. And I, I identify a test a little different than a tempt is because the test just the normal things of life and you have to believe that God is going to bring you through. A temptation is if I put something before you knowing you shouldn't have it. If it like, for example, if you were an alcoholic, I shouldn't just put a bottle of whiskey in front of you all the time. That's temptation. Yeah, of course, I'm trying to get you to mess up. So then, if you consider that the children and God could have taken them to a straighter and a shorter path, but he took them through the wilderness to see if they would be faithful, to see if they would be committed to God himself. Well, I have said to you, and I say it to you again, that there is nothing that you are experiencing that Jesus has not gone through. He was led into the wilderness to show that the same test that you took, I'm going to take. And he passed it with flying colors, which tells me that if I want to pass the test, I want to get the knowledge that he had. Y'all, 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 y'all ain't getting this. I, I'm, 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 I'm almost through. So then, if 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 I pass, want to pass the test, I should ask him for the answers, or at least the teaching. And where do I get that from the word? Study to show thyself approve, a workman that be unto God, that be not a... How many of us are not ashamed? 
Huh? Uh, how many are picking up this book? And that we be not ashamed to say that I, I know that every, I, there's so much in this book that I don't understand. But there's a whole lot that God has revealed himself unto me. But if you want to know God, then you need to know the word. Why do I say that? Because Jesus, he did not use his deity to overcome the attacks of the enemy. And you too need to understand that you do not have the power in your earthly form to be able to say anything to the devil except have your way. Because, see, you have to be able to do what Jesus said. It is written. He called upon the word, the remembrance that he had of the word to do what it does. And the word does the work. Listen, we have to understand that Satan is the ruler of this world. I, I know many don't accept that or say, well, no, I, I, I'm telling him to, I rebuke him. You better start rebuking him in the name of Jesus because you ain't got no authority to rebuke him. If, if you don't have Jesus, then you have not the authority to, to rebuke the devil because he is the power in this world. Remember, it's passing away. Let me read you something. John 12, 31 says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. It's talking about Satan. John 14 and 30 says, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. John 16 and 11 says, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Finally, 1 John 5 and 19 says, and we know that we are of God and he and thee who the world lieth in wickedness. Where will wickedness? God is not wicked. God does not mean any wickedness, but wickedness is the one who is wicked. It comes from Satan. So then, here we are now, the three temptations. Jesus is taking the test, and Jesus says, it is written. The first two, he deals with the pride of life, making you want to be overindulgent, involved in the things that will take you down physically. Because, listen, Jesus prepared, as I said to you before, for this moment. How did he prepare? He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Well, you might say, well, pastor, what in the world? You I mean, the man, he just weakened himself. But where he was weak, God is strong. And that's what we need to understand is that we need to place our dependency totally on God. Quit thinking that you can work yourself out of your own problems. Turn it over to Jesus. How many of you have said it? That, uh, more times than I can think it, probably I'm going to turn it over and then take it back, back with you. Can I get a witness? Yeah. yeah. I, the problem that we have is that, that 
Jesus plays the dependency of his situation, his circumstance on God. He was looking for God to work out what he could not deal with because he had set his divinity aside. He had it, but the power from it he could not, would not use because he chose to do and be in human form as well as deity, all man, all God. But he chose not to use his power. So then he didn't do what you cannot do. Remember now that he was given the initiative, given the authority when God said, this is my beloved son. Who am I? Well pleased. Descended upon him like a dove. And the opportunity for us to overcome the obstacles in our life is because some of us do not wait on the Holy Spirit. We operate in our own thinking because we think too highly of ourselves. I'm saying to you today, don't think too highly of yourself. Jesus now, he, after he attempted him with the flesh, after he attempted him with his eyes, now he tempts him with that thing that all of us have. He said, let me touch his ego. Let me, let me pump him up. <laughs> Get him to think that he's all that in a bag of... Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever thought too highly of yourself? I can do this, I can do that, and then you found out you couldn't do it. Huh? <laughs> How many? Listen, uh, I had an experience that, that God helped me because he, God challenged me to know him in the power of his resurrection. So God put before me, he says, I want you to do this. And this is how I want you to do it. Lord, I, I got all these tools and stuff. And I got all this thing, but I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I began to search and find somebody that might be able to do it. I, I, get, I get what I think is someone that I can probably do it. I've seen their work. I was excited, and I thought, God, you're going to have favor on me. You're going to get them to do this at a very nominal cost. So we set an appointment. He's supposed to come. Guess what? He didn't show up. I'm like, okay, all right. This is cool. So he calls. He says, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'll be there. Tell me what time. So we set an appointment. I'm waiting. I'm all excited. I'm thinking, guess what he doesn't do? Show up. He don't call. He don't do nothing. Well, okay. I'm a forgiving person. I'm a loving person. I'm kind. Third time. I'm going to be there. Nine o'clock. On the dot. The dot came and the nine must have passed him by. So the third time was a charm. So I, I said, Lord, what is going on? And I realized God has said, this is your ark. You got to do it. And you must depend on me. And I, I'm like, 
I know I'm not fit for I don't know what I'm doing. I can do all things with Christ Jesus who strengthened me. I got to tell you, when I began, when I approached it, when I said that I can, God helped me to appreciate that I would. I have surprised myself at what he delivered. And so I'm careful to say, God gave me this. Why do I tell you all of that? Because Jesus, the same Jesus that we speak of came down to 40 and two generations. He came with the knowledge knowing that he was going to die. But he said, I'll do nothing except what my father tells me to do. And he gets led out into a wilderness. He has fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He's hungry and, and yes, his total dependency is up on the father. And Satan tempts him. That's the one thing. Satan likes to tempt us when we are at our weakest moment. When you get to the point where things seem to be, what am I going to do? Have you ever been there? Have you ever just said, I don't know what I'm going to do? Satan doesn't mind telling you. <laughs> He'll step in right at that moment. I guess that's why Paul said, when I try to do good, evil is always present. And so now he says, I've tempted him with food, or rather at least try to get him to do something with food. I've tempted him with showing him this, that, and the other. But now I, I'm going to touch his ego, and I told him, look at all this, and the, he could see all the world, if you will. And I tell him that I'm going to give him all this, and all he has to do is worship me how many of us have sold in ourselves for the materialistic thing you cannot serve two bastards you hate the one and love the other so I suggest to you you have to choose Jesus or choose no one this is a something that, that will mess you up for just a minute you know you Look at somebody and tell them, you know you. Look at the other person and tell them, you know you. Did y'all get that? You know you. You know you messed up. You know you taught. You know what thoughts you have. You know what wrongs you've done. But guess what? God knows also. There's nothing you can hide from God. And here's the truth because I know me I know my downfalling I know if there is any uprising in me <laughs> and here's the thing I know that I can't do anything without God because I know me I realize that I could never make it into the kingdom of heaven I need Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus sees the temptation, the third temptation, and it's the pride of life. And 
he's trying to give to Jesus what he already has because Jesus had power and authority when his he decided to exercise it and he was not alone he had the father and the Holy Spirit with him but get this if Jesus was tempted do you think you will be do you think that, that, that you can speak to him and say, you better get out of here, devil? Who you think you messing with? Because that's what Jesus said. Move, get out of here, Satan. But Jesus spoke in the authority of the Holy Spirit. How often do we speak in that same authority? When we tell the devil to get up. In other words, we ought to respect. Listen, this is going to mess you up. You ought to respect the devil. Respect that he has more power and authority than you do. And he will take you down the wrong street if you're traveling the wrong way. You got two roads to decide. The straight and the narrow or the crooked road. Now there's a whole lot of people on that crooked road. But you'll see a traveler every now and then on the straight and narrow. And so I suggest to you and say to you that don't think too highly of yourself. Look at somebody and tell them, look, I got something to tell you. Now tell them, don't you think too highly of yourself. Go on, just tell them. Just, just, just tell them because there's, there's a part B to this. Go on, tell them, say, don't you think too highly of yourself. Look at him in the eyeball. Just tell him, don't you think too highly of yourself who you think you is. Now look at him again and tell him this, and don't think too highly of me. Now that, that one you ought to practice one more time. Look at him again and tell him, don't you think too highly of me. Because I mess up when you think I move. I will stumble and fall when you. If it were not for grace on my side, God is sufficient. I, if he'll leave a thorn in Paul's side, he sure not left some thorns in my side. My grace is sufficient. So, Jesus. He tells him, it is written. When you rebuke Satan, don't you, 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 when you say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, you better put some word behind it. Because Jesus was the word. So if you don't have no word to go with the name, you're just speaking in vain. You just say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And then you wonder why the same thing keeps happening to you. Why are you going through the heck you going through? Don't think too highly of yourself. You heard it read in Romans 12. Don't think too highly of yourself. Let me say this and then I'm sitting down. I told you I was almost through, but I'm a Baptist preacher. 
If I said to you chance or opportunity, do you think sin befalls on you by chance or opportunity? I suggested you consider that sin does not come by chance. It's deliberate, intentional. It's testing you. Just like Jesus witnessed the three temptations there, you're going to fall or be tested by the pride of life. You will be tested by the flesh. You will be tested through your eyes. You are going to be challenged because God is giving you the room for you to use the free will that he has given you to say, whose side are you standing on? And if you're not standing on the Lord's side, then you're standing on the wrong side of the word. So it's not by chance. And I have to tell you, all of us are going to face opportunity. You're going to get the opportunity to do good in the face of wrong. And the only way you will choose which way to do it is that you do what the Father says. So you got to know the word. So I, I know you, I know, I know, I know I'm talking in vain. I, I, I've said it a million times this year. Let's see, how many, it's 365 days in this year, right? So we're probably through 300, maybe 330. Yeah, yeah, we got at least 330 in, don't we? Yeah, because we're about to go into Christmas a couple of weeks just left in this thing. So what, 335 maybe. I, I think I'm still good. How many times have you picked this book up out of those days? How many times have you come to church? I ain't talking about you, 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 you weren't able to come. I'm talking about you, you made a choice not to come. We are a part of our choices. Well, I don't feel like going to church, but, but Monday come, I feel like going to work. You don't miss that payday, do you? Oh, because you're going to definitely be there on Friday. Because the eagle fly on. I'm going to catch that bird. But there's a bird. You know what the song says? One of these days I will fly away. Y'all better catch the bird. Not the bird on Friday. The enemy, as I said, is going to test you physically. He's going to test you in your eyes. He's going to test you in your pride. And guess what? I know many of us are, during this time of a season, we look at what presents are under the tree to determine how well God's favor has fallen upon us. But when you look under the tree, and if you don't see the bright and the morning star, then all the presents that are under there are for naught. It is worthless. It is of no value. It does not do any good. Don't think too highly of yourself. Because if you ain't got not one box in there, you look to the hill and say, but I got Jesus that's on my side. 
He has brought me through danger seen and unseen. He's brought me this far and too far to leave me. And, and I don't care what you look at because what you see is not what he is. I am blessed and highly favored. I'm wonderfully made and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am the head and not the tail. He'll make my enemy my footstool. God is all right with me. You don't need to let depression fall upon you. You need to, don't even worry about getting up for the, see what's under the tree. You ought to get up and fall on your knees and say, thank you, Jesus. You have brought me from a mighty long way. Look at me. I'm able to walk. I'm able to talk. I'm willing to do all that you have called me to do. Ain't nobody like you, God. I don't think to out of myself because I fall on bended knees to give you the glory. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he's Lord of Lord and King of King. Y'all ain't understanding me. I know this is the season, but Jesus is the reason for the season. And he went through the temptation so that you could be delivered so you can be saved so you can be healed I wish I had somebody that understood me cause when I think about all that God has done for me my soul gets happy I can't help but cry out God is all that I need am I right about it deacon did he wake you up this morning did he start you on your way? Did he close you in your right mind? Did he give you a portion of health and strength? Is he all right? Ah, uh, I'm trying to close this thing. Y'all have to excuse me. I told you, I'm a child of God. I'm a Baptist preacher. Ah, uh, but I. <laughs> Woo! Uh, uh. I got, I got a couple more things I got to get, I got to get you, because this is your power. This is your power. This is your power. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all have heard this word doubt, haven't you? I want you to tell you this. I want to tell you this. The enemy, the devil, operates in the area of doubt. He wants to make you to doubt. That's what he was trying to do with Jesus. He was trying to get him to, he says, now here, here he is. You know your name. If I said Robert Lee, you know that I done called the right name, don't you? But if I say, if you be Robert Lee, come on now. What am I really doing? I'm trying to make you doubt. He says to Jesus, if you be the son of God, Jesus know who he was. And so like, you know who you are. Y'all got that D. <laughs> you know that without Jesus, you are nothing, nobody, and you can't do anything. But with him, you can do all things. Quit acting like you're a foreign stranger. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what. Yes, you do know what you're going to do. You're going to call on Jesus. And if you don't know to call on Jesus, you're sitting in the wrong house. You hadn't been redeemed. I know you don't want to hear that, but you hadn't been redeemed. 
because the redeemed of the Lord say so. They ain't got their mouth all zipped up, shut up, and tied up. Every now and then, you got to at least do something about raise your hand or make a shout or a grunt or something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. so. I need to hear somebody say something in this place. You would have had a bad day, I understand. You might have had a bad morning, but you still ought to say who you are. devil operates in the area of doubt and he wants you to doubt God's protection God's provision because you know good and well you got food on your table because God blessed it I don't know somebody might have brought it up but God had them to bring it to you you know good and well that you, you when you were going down the road you looked off the road and that you, you was studying something and, and the car veered over but God kept you from hitting somebody that, that's God's protection because he's driving the car now how many of you almost I, I almost I know there's some people in here that almost you almost died this morning or you almost went through some heck this morning you almost went through some hell you avoided some of the circumstances and the situations that was trying to confront you because you almost but you looked unto the hills from which cometh your help God made a way out of no way God took you out of the trouble God took you up turned you around and said don't go that direction And here you are thinking too highly of yourself. You ain't none of us nothing. We're filthy rags. Paul says, I'm chief of sinners. Paul had the sense enough to identify that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Now listen to me. This is this this is the part. This is the this is the part. One day, it says that that after Jesus had rebuked the enemy the third time that the angels came and they ministered unto him in other words they, they fed him for his hunger they gave him what he stood in need of at that moment one of these days when I done stacked up hymn books and Bibles study war one no more he gonna send his angels after me to minister to me. Said, "Come on home, Wayne," and I'm gonna step out, <laughs> step in, pull off, put on my long white robe. Ain't God alright? Y'all need to hear me now. If you had not been. For him on my side, where would I be right now? Ain't God all right? Yeah, I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to give you five reasons before I sit down. Because he is good. 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 Yeah, ain't he all right now? Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Mary's baby, Lily of the Valley. 
the bright and the morning star, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, set up from everlasting to everlasting, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, the great healer, ain't God all right? Would he do it? Won't he do it? Has he already done it? Ain't he done it for you? You got a present under the tree. You ought to open it before you get to Christmas. And his name is Jesus. Yeah. 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 I just need a few people to shout in this place about how good he's been to you. You know he done brought you presents. You know that he done gave you more than you deserve. You sitting down on him. You better get on your feet. Praise the Lord that everything that have breath, praise ye the Lord. Amen. The doors of the church are now open. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, now is the time. Tomorrow, the next second, is not promised to any man, woman, boy, or girl. If you are without a church home and you believe that God has ordered your footsteps here to unite with this body of baptized believers, we are here for you for that as well. And if you have fallen out of the ark of safety and you want to come back to God's loving and caring arms, he said, I am married to the backslider as the choir begins to sing. Don't let the day go without you professing Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. That's the greatest gift that was given to us. Amen.
there none willing to wait upon the Lord, he said, he shall add to the church daily, such as shall be saved. Amen. 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 Let's give God a big hand for that message. And to the message, amen. Our announcements today, uh, the youth choir rehearsal will be on December the 21st at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, today, Mother Perkins would like to meet all the youth after service today. Amen. Uh, we will have Jesus' birthday celebration on December 25th at 8 o'clock a.m. Uh, business meeting will be December 30th at 11 11:30 a.m. And also, just a reminder that, uh, just so you don't don't get it mixed up, I think we we announced it wrong last week. So if you got an old bulletin, business meeting on the 30th at 11:30. Okay. Also, just a reminder that, you know, again we have Sunday school every Sunday at 9:45, uh, Bible study every Wednesday night at 6:30, and prayer breakfast every Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. Uh, we just invite you to continue to come and, and think about those things. Also, please remember to keep everybody on sick and shut-in list. Pray for those that are sick and shut-in. Uh, pray for those that are going through any any bereavement, the bereavement families, the Skipworth and the Thompson family, and anybody that we don't know or have here, uh, just let us know. Uh, the key is that we should always pray for one another. Amen. Amen. I have a card here. It says, Merry Christmas. Uh, Dear pastor and family, may your heart and, and home be filled with peace and joy this Christmas from Mother Davis and family. Amen. Amen. And also, just this is the month of December. Happy birthday to all the December babies. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Uh, I think I miss anything. Praise God. Yes. Always, you know. You know, this community, I tell you, and I tell you this all the time, that how, how important it is for us to continue to, to bless this community, that we, we want to just thank everybody for helping with our Matthew 25 and Mindful on High. Uh, I tell you that the, the Lord is blessing people, and he's blessing us for, for doing his will. Amen. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. That we're going to celebrate like Christmas is going to wait. You know what I'm saying? I need to just tell you this message. Trouble don't last always. Trouble don't last Yeah, yeah, come on now. Trouble don't last always. Come on, quiet. Yeah. May not come when you want it. But it's always on time. In the times of trouble, I found him to be 
a friend of mine. Close it out, choir. Trouble don't last always. Trouble don't last always. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. This season, we ask that you help us to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. That we not think too highly of ourselves, so keep us humble. We can't accomplish this without your power and authority, so we ask that your love, your grace, and sweet communion of your Holy Spirit will rest, root, and abide with us henceforth, now and forever. And the saints of God said in one voice. (laughs) 